Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, we are back. It is taped on live. It is your favorite Raiders podcast, favorite Raiders channel, favorite Raiders everything. We are back. You guys already know what to do. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit the like button if you like it. Hit the dislike button if you don't like it. Hit leave a comment. If you like it, leave a comment. If you dislike it, leave a comment. Go ahead, follow us on Twitter at the Mark John NFL. For me, Marcus Johnson. At BD Williams 18 for BD, right? And then Panda Supplements discount code TDL for 35% off. Pandasubs.com. So make sure you guys go there. Pandasubs.com discount code TDL for 35% off. All right. BD, we're going to be covering our preseason week one. I guess this is week one of the preseason, right? Those Hall of Fame game doesn't count. As a week, yeah, technically, right. Technically, right. So this, is, this is preseason week one review yeah. versus Minnesota Vikings. So, um, any quick thoughts on the defense um, besides of what you're covering today? Well, yeah, this is a fun. Uh, this is a fun tape to go over. You know, I think a lot of. Um, uh, I, th- I saw a lot of narratives. I saw a lot of uh, people talking about the game in a certain light. Whether that was. You know, Alex Leatherwood playing the second half and the run defense not being good. And we desperately need defensive tackles. And I think it was fun going through the tape on both sides of the ball because a lot of those narratives, I think we can dispel them today. So this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good episode of TDL. And I think that is much needed for us to come back after an off season. And just show objective evidence so that people can relax a little bit uh, because they're going in a million directions right now on social media, on Reddit, in the forums. People are panicking about certain things, and uh, I don't think that we need to panic, honestly. Uh, so that's just my that's just my first reads uh, from it. I'm actually pretty high on the defense. I think they're playing pretty well. Um, you know, that being said this defense hasn't even put out their three best players, right? Crosby, Chandler Jones, Denzel Perryman. Those guys haven't even played yet in the preseason. So, I mean, they're, they've been they've been doing a good job holding defense or holding these offenses the last two games with just a bunch of backups in there, you know, obviously going up against backups, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you, th- if you think, oh, you know, I'm worried about the run defense. Who made the most stops last year? Denzel Perriman. He hasn't even played it down. Right? You think you think the, the run defense is going to be uh, crappy with Crosby and Chandler Jones playing in there at the edge? I don't know, man. I, w- I wouldn't worry about it too much. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it. I'm going to show it. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, uh, what about you? What are your initial thoughts off the All-22, off your first? You know, you've been watching it for a few days now. Yeah, I thought the um, the run game wasn't as good, but you know when I when I watched it on tape, I was like, I went into it like, okay, the run game. They, they, why didn't they move the ball? And then I then I saw that Harrison Phillips played, and uh, it was basically just oh, Harrison Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> just just every time, you know, you know, it was funny. Like for like, those of you right who might not be familiar with Harrison Phillips, okay, yeah. I think he was a pretty damn good. Tackle, defensive tackle well, coming I out of the draft. The went, yeah, I went for the Raiders so bad. In the I I liked I liked him a lot. I thought he was a great mix of the size, but then the gap tr- penetration ability. I mean, he's not going to be a household name. Maybe you know, I mean, he's playing next to Von Miller this year, so he might be a household name starting this year. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Harrison Phillips, that's a really good player. So if he's playing in there, he's a true one, and he's going up against the twos, right? Yeah, when well, he goes against the twos, I mean, he's going against I mean, starting offensive line for Raiders, basically. I mean, kind of. I mean, John Simpson and Simpson. Okay, so he's going up against Simpson, and he's going up against um, James. I guess. James, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, what would happen in, in that matchup is that Simpson would push him back two yards. But since, you know, he, you know his technique wasn't great, he would just, once he got pushed back two yards from the initial uh, block from Simpson, he would just shut him and then make a two-yard loss, two-yard stop <laughs> every second of the day. <laughs> so, but I was like, who is – oh, it's Harrison Phillips. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that, that had a little bit to do with it. Um you know, but you know that's how that's a real player. It's gonna type of player could play in an NFL game, and I think this yep. is something that you look into. You know, to make sure that they got that that fixed. Um, make sure that they're getting those blocks because Harrison Phillips was basically blowing everything up, messed up Zemir White's whole day. So, yes. Uh, yes. I mean, besides yeah. that, I mean, the, I thought the offensive line played pretty well. I know Thayer Mumford was is a big story. I, I thought he was okay. Uh, he wasn't very good in the run game. I thought that, I thought they he didn't get a lot of push, and I thought in the passing game he had a lot of issues with um, speed rushes. You can just kind of tell his athleticism isn't there. No, right? You can kind of tell no. it's not there. So, yes. um, could he be a service serviceable right tackle uh, and develop into one? I'm sure. I, like I, I, his technique wasn't too bad. I just think he's a little bit kind of just the athleticism problem you know uh, i'd be super worried about him against other folks i'd rather have um you know i'd rather have a stuff out there against Jerry Bosa, at least i mean even though I, he's not gonna stop Jerry Bosa either but i don't know anybody in this team that really can or how many tackles in the right tackles in the nfl can stop Jerry Bosa, like lane johnson i mean it probably that's about it it's, it's, it's a small it's a small list it's a small list. <laughs> it's a small list right so you know um you know just for the run game point of it i think that's why you would lean towards Leatherwood or, I mean, yes. and if you're trying to lean towards pass protection, you probably lean towards Illuminor, who would probably do better in pass protection versus Joey Bosa. But then Alex Leatherwood would probably do better in a run game against Joey Bosa. So that, that's kind of the dynamic that they are, they're at with the offensive line. Because do you go run game, which I think Alex Leatherwood makes them a better running blocking team. Right. And even with, I think Lester Cotton didn't have a good game either um, running he missed a bunch of blocks in his pool. I think he hurt himself a lot, um, just because it's the first piece of the game, and it's not a, it's not like a lock that he's going to be a starter. Um, just from what McDaniel said about rotations, so I mean they're rotating these guys. I mean he, uh, I don't know if you saw that, BD, but he talked about how he uh, none of these guys are going to play together every single day, every single game, all seventeen games, and they need to make sure that these guys can play together in, in a continuity. So a lot of this movement is just moving for no reason. We don't know who the starters are. If you know, so, well, I, I thought that was a great. I thought it was a great. Yeah, besides Colin Miller, mm-hmm. I thought it was a great, and probably Simpson. Um, but I thought it was a great press conference because there's a couple things that he said. First of all, like you're saying, you got to rotate these guys because there's no like. How often does an offensive line stay healthy for the full game, like full season plus postseason? Yeah, it never happens, right? You got it right. So I thought that was a great point. Get guys in different spots. Get guys used to playing with each other now in live game reps. So maybe if there is that kind of, if that personnel is out there, if that grouping is out there in the future at some point, at least it's not the first time that they ever played together. Yeah. So great point. And then the other thing that that he brought up was about rewarding guys who are competitive in practice and mm-hmm. what that does for your locker room. Okay. You got there Mumford in there. A lot of us were like, eh, he's probably going to the practice squad. You know what I'm saying? Or if he's on, he's going to be at the bottom of the roster or something like that. But now you got him in there. Oh, he's starting, you know, first preseason game. What does that tell him? Hey, you work your butt off in practice. You're going to get rewarded with some playing time, right? And what does that tell the entire, what does that tell the entire team? You know, it's like, don't come in here putting your head down, Austin Walter, because it looks like, on paper, you're not going to get, you know, you're not going to make this roster ball out. Let's see what happens. You know what I'm saying? It's a great yeah. message to send to the entire team. So I think that was, a, that was an awesome point that awesome point that he brought up. A lot of these guys who are just kind of bubble guys, it's giving them some juice. It's giving them some hope. 
right? They're going to bring it when they come mm-hmm. to practice. They're not going to just be like, uh, I'm probably getting cut. So I'm just going to go through the motions here in practice. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a, it's a good thing too, that, that they're uh, working that out, moving those guys around, but uh, it also tells you that it's not solidified. This offensive line is not set. So, um, anything else? DeMarcus Robinson got cut. I thought that Marcus was Robinson got cut. Ty- Tyree Gillespie got traded. Traded. You know, yeah. um, I, so I, you know, I've been paying attention when Tyree Gillespie's out there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I thought he had a couple okay reps, good solid reps. I thought there was maybe like yeah. one or two things that I didn't like in that first preseason game. This last game, you know, he wasn't tested. He wasn't challenged very much. Uh, so there's yeah. not really much to go off of. Uh, you know, he came in with the third team. Uh, the first team safeties were Merrick and Abram. When they got into Big Nickel, Harmon came in on that on those first couple drives. And then yeah. when they got the second stringers in there, Harmon was playing uh, free safety. Roderick Teamer was playing strong safety. So Gillespie's not even, you know, he's kind of an afterthought at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which is unfortunate because, yeah, I would love to have seen him, you know, beat out Teamer. That would have been awesome. But, hey, there's a reason why you keep, again, guys like Teamer around. We know Teamer is going to put his body on the line. Last year, he got kicked out of practices in the Rams scrimmage, starting fights. The intensity, the desire is there for Teamer. You keep yeah. guys like that on the roster who have that intensity, who have that desire. It's a good message to send to everyone, even if Gillespie may be more talented. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it is, like, what's the point? Of, you know, he's the fourth safety. You got to have a guy in there who's just like, crazy and wants it right yeah. um so and, and i guess maybe that wasn't uh 100 the case with gillespie hopefully i wish him well i'm i'm a, I'm a tired gillespie fan I, I liked him solid solidly coming out of college you know what i'm saying I, I think that he could be a guy who could play some safety in the nfl for sure but it was he was definitely getting lost in the shuffle on this team yeah for sure he he wasn't getting any playing time over here i don't think so um just Further and further down the depth chart, he was falling. Yeah, when Roger Teamer came back. Yeah. I mean, even last year, Dallin Levitt played over him. Come on. Like, that should have been the writing on the wall. You know? Yeah. It's desire. It's desire. That's what it it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of times, guys getting traded early on in their careers, that's a good message for them where it's like, okay, you know, just because I got drafted and these other guys were undrafted shouldn't mean that I approached it any differently. You know, so yeah. maybe, maybe that maybe it's the best thing for Tyreek Gillespie. Wish him well for sure. Not a raid anymore, so we don't ever have to talk about him again. Let's talk about some other guys that we don't have to talk about ever again. Okay. okay. First, I'm so happy. Vernon Butler got cut. Okay. <laughs> um, when he got signed, I popped on the Bills tape. I was like, "What is this? This is ridiculous. This 330 pound guy is getting moved with ease." Right, I'm about to show you the run defense. Why the run defense is a problem? The problem run defense is a problem because Vernon Butler. Okay, that's what the problem was right there. <laughs> I am not worried about Jonathan Hankins going in there and getting pushed around like this. You're about to see some egregious pushing around. Okay, for a 330 mm-hmm. pound man. Um, so he got cut. I'm so happy about that. Another guy got cut, Jerry Green. Guys, probably we, we, we most people. All right, like, who, who's Jerry Green? He's been starting at defensive end these last two games for the Raiders. Really poor, um, really poor tape against the run for sure. I'm going to show you a couple clips of him having a hard time getting blocked solo by tight ends, which is a no-no if you're a defensive end. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so I think the, I thought the writing was on the wall for sure for Jerry Green. I wasn't even going to talk about him because there's no way he was making the team. Vernon Butler was in, in a position group where. We don't really know who the starter was, so I think a lot of people were just like, hey, he's from the Bills, he's big, maybe he's going to be on the team. Very happy to see Vernon Butler and Jerry Green get cut. Um, you know, they definitely were not viable starters or even position role players. So, Yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting DeMarcus Robinson got cut um, just early, just early, early. you know. Did he? I didn't see him. I didn't. I did he? He had some catches in that first game, but I didn't see him in this last he, game. He had, he had a he had a catch uh, this last game too. Uh, okay. He had a couple catches. Oh, I did. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't look bad, but you know, it's interesting that he was the first wide receiver cut, though. You know, just like, like I mean, I guess Jordan Vesey was cut, but like Isaiah Suber is still there. You know, what I mean, he's still 
hanging around. <laughs> you know what I mean? They didn't cut. They had to cut a wide receiver. They went to Marcus Robinson. Isaiah Zuber's like, whoa, man. He's yeah, like, well, look, uh, and at this point, with wide receivers, it's really about on this roster, the more you can do. Okay, because the Raiders already have their plans for wide receiver. And if you're not in the top three pass catchers, okay, you yeah. better be playing some special teams. You know, uh-huh. Matt Collins obviously got that on lock. He's a great special teams player. He obviously brings the juice. You could tell he's a passionate, enthusiastic guy. He's got a lot of guys with him on the sideline that he's getting riled up. Great to have a guy like Matt Collins on the team. He could have 10 catches, okay, for 50 yards. I will be happy with Matt Collins on the team because he brings the juice and he plays special teams. I don't, I, you know, the pa- the pass catchers after the th- top three, it's a wash. Mm-hmm. Who cares? So for yeah. Demarcus Robinson, does he play? Does he play Gunner? Does he go down on kickoffs and make tackles? Probably not. His base salary in compared to an undrafted free agent, <laughs> it makes no sense to keep the guy around. Keep a guy yeah. who plays special teams. It's it's a money thing for for Demarcus Robinson, unfortunately. And I think a guy like Keelan Cole, you've been talking up. That's the guy who's going to be able to come in for Devontae Adams or come in for Hunter Renfro if one of those guys get gets injured. And it's not going to be Demarcus Robinson. So, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I still think it'd be Tyron Johnson. I still think he's got a chance to. Oh, yeah. T. Billy. T. Billy, too. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I still think he's got a chance to take that spot, too. I'm excited yeah. about T. Billy for sure. Mm-hmm. Did, did you see any improvement uh, from this last game? I feel like he didn't get too much burn in this. In this oh, no, he was just running wide open and Stidham wouldn't throw to him. So Yeah, Stidham can't pull the trigger. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> side note, your throw yeah. the ball QB, that really took off. I had some I know. great I know. segment. You got to make that uh, uh, an every preseason thing. You know what I'm saying? Even and and on the on the weeks that Carr has a hard time letting go because he's seeing some things out there. Okay. Yeah. You got you got to do oh, it for yeah, Carr yeah, too. Yeah, 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 got to do yeah. it for Carr too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might happen like once or twice this year. We'll see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, so. Be <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Um. All right. So you want to get into this? You want to go first with the passing game? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. I can go first with the passing game. Offense is the sexiest, you know. Yeah, for sure. All right, passing concepts. Um, we start off with a uh, little little D slant and Gotti. All right, so what is D slant? What is Gotti? All right, so D slant is slant flat. Usual, usual we call it dragon in, t- in uh, West Coast. We used to call it all the time. They call it dragon on this one sometimes too. Sometimes they call it D slant. Sometimes they call it dragon. If they call it dragon, there's usually a, like a quick slant right here from a tight end, but there's no tight end on the side. All right. So what is Gotti? Gotti's a, a quick out and a go route. But you're going to see Matt Collins, since they're playing cover two, he's going to try to go around this and not try to go through. He's going to try to go around and out. All right. And let's run this. I mean, I mean, slant flat's a pretty simple read. It really is. But we got cover two, right? So, you know, they're playing cover two on, on this side. Right, you see them push up. They're playing a little cover two, right? Looks like they're. It was. It looks like maybe cover six a little bit on the side, right? Um, yeah, quarters on the top. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he, right? There's nothing on the side. Fine, he got cover two, but I mean, you know, you know, and uh, he just he just runs runs away. I don't know. It's just going. It gets a yard, I guess. But yeah, I mean that's the concept. So you kind of can see, it's, it's, these are the quick concepts too, because you know he's trying to go to the out route, which is it, it can be he can't stop right here, right? So you see it's the out route, it's not there, right? You just come back, and hit the slam. You know, he didn't like it, so he takes off. Hey, hey you know, that's, that's what Jared Siddle wants to do. I don't, I don't, I can't explain it. All right, here we go. Play action F under blink. All right, so um, so this is called a B line. This is what they call it, B line. Remember, this is a B line route, right? And then a B line with the end is blink. Let's see, that's that's what Josh B. Dales. That's how he does it. Blink. blink. I like it. Right. A B line and an N. Okay. So this is dagger. Kind of. 
because it's not really it's not a, it's not a go. I'll show you dagger later. Okay, in a second, because um, this is a straight B line. All right, so he's gonna try, he, he's not gonna do anything. He's not gonna make any movements really. He's gonna fight through traffic right here, but you're gonna see that. And then you get the the under out from Mac Hollins, and of course you got the in from Tyron Johnson. And of course this is a play action, so what you're gonna see they're gonna, you're gonna do an outside zone motion and do a throwback. So you guys probably remember this play. It was a nice little chunk play for Mac Hollins to so go ahead and run this. All right, so I'll talk about the line in a second because I, I like the line design of this. But there's two guys wide open on here. I, I know the play is probably is designed for Mac Hollins, right? I mean, it isn't really. I mean, there's really no design. There's no like one, two, three, and and really in in Erhard Perkins or even in Joshua Daniels system. There's like no one, two, three type of thing, right? It's kind of like. It's more on the quarterback to kind of decide where the ball goes. So he's decided he wanted to go to Mac Hollins, but you know, I'm just, you know, Tyler Johnson is just—he's gonna score a touchdown probably because he's so fast for sure. And it makes it makes a nice play though. It's a good play, right? And I think this type of play is gonna could work with like Derek Carr because you could put uh, Darren Waller there, right? You could put two tight ends, put Darren Waller there, have Darren Waller run that route. But I just, you know, just watch Tyron. Tyron Johnson puts this dude. That's why, that's why I think he can start. I just want to show this, these route he, he puts on this dude. It's just nasty. Watch what he does. He just, <laughs> has him turned around. He's <laughs> he's already side turned. Look at Wide open. Separate. Look at that. This is, the dude's not even close to him. You know? And I guess Throw the ball, have, QB. Throw the ball. <laughs> I guess you can say this backside safety gets there, but if you throw it right here, man, I mean, you know. Oh, you can't say the backside safety gets there. I'm going to just put You know? Great route. Yeah, it was, it's a great play design, in my opinion. It's an awesome play design. You get everybody going this way, right? And then you get it gives you two options because you could, you could stand here right here and throw a strike right to the, to the dick, right? Man. Or you could uh, throw it right to Matt Collins like he does, which he decided to do before the snap. He was going to Matt Collins all the time. And, and you can kind of see the, the play design, too. You see Andre James here, which is kind of awesome. Right? F fake the outside zone and flip back. Come get this oh, backside guy. Oh, I love it. Right? Oh, and yeah. Simpson didn't mess up there and get his block. He has all the time in the world. So yeah, I really like that design right there, because right, set it up, and then Andre James comes back, and he can get the backside guy. He ain't got to worry about it. But you know, I love seeing stuff like this because you could never, or you shouldn't. I would discourage you highly from trying to attempt to coach this up in high school. This is <laughs> this is this is this is for the pros here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and as I say, because Lester Cotton missed this one, Johnson tries to get it. You know, I, I, I think, you know, this is probably, you know, Lester Cotton just needs to hold this block because there's nobody else really to block. He doesn't hold it, kind of just lets him go. I don't know if it's on purpose or. But it only gave Sid a little more time. It didn't matter, though. It's just for the PFF grade. All right, here we go. Oh, now we get into the famous stuff. We're getting to the famous. Ah, yes. We're getting famous here. Right? We got a little Haas Z Juke. Okay. Now, what is Haas? Haas is hitch and seam. That's why it's called Haas, I guess. I don't hey, That's what he calls it. Hitch and seam. So you got the hitch. This is five wides. You got this is, uh, Zamir Wire here on the hitch. Then you got the seam. Right? And then you could the same thing over here. You got the seam. You got the hitch, and then we got a little Z juke. Okay, now this is where it gets funny. So this is like an option juke route. Okay, so he you can go here. This is where Hunter Renfro is going to eat. This is, this is just imagine this Hunter Renfro guys. He's going to eat on this, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to do this correctly because I think Keenan Cole does this wrong, in my opinion. But we'll talk about that. So you can either stop right here and then go forward, kind of do like a little shimmy and then go forward, right? You can come here and then, you know, do a little jerk route back, or you can just do a stop route, a little hitch. 
So it kind of gives you uh, kind of a three-way decision right there. And that's where Sidham decides to go with the football. He's trying to go to Keenan Allen. That's the, sorry, Keenan Cole. That's going Keenan Allen. Keenan Cole. He's trying to go yeah, to Keenan Cole. Or Keelan. It's Keelan, right? Keelan Cole? Yeah, yeah. Keelan Cole. Sorry. Sorry about that, Keelan. All right. So, you know, run this back. Um, you know, Cotton does get beat. But, like I said, we got – I mean, it's basically court. We got cover three, right? Kind of a cover three – I don't know what they're doing over down here, but they really messed this up. But <laughs> that's not where he's going to football. Anyways, he's looking at Keenan Cole, which I still think Cole should have came out here. If Cole reads his linebacker correct, right, just knowing the route, he should just turn around and go out this way. Yeah. And then Sidham could just throw it to him and got a completion before he got the sack out. Um, I'm hoping, like, when if this was Derek Carr, that he would just see that this – is where the safeties align and know this route. And then he's probably not going to be able to get over top of Tyra Johnson, which this guy doesn't. <laughs> and he just has his head up wide open. That's what I'm hoping. Maybe, you know, because I know I know with this play, they love to go to this guy. You know, yeah. I watch this play tons of time. They love to go to this this, this play right here, right? Um, but like I said, some, this is a matchup. Now, going to the seams on this, is that going to mm-hmm. be a pre-snap read? Like, oh, so, I mean, I mean it's, this is a matchup offense. This is not like like the West Coast where it's like predetermined. Like it's a predetermined play. Like you have to do this. Like the call is the call. Right. Yeah. So he puts the call in. But you read the field. And you decide that where you want to go with football. So like you see this, you see this guy right here and he has inside leverage. And, you know, you got a scene with Tyron Johnson. And then you could tell, I mean, this safety, let's see, bails this way. Right. I mean, if his safety moves this, this way. And you got this hitch, which is going to keep this guy. It's kind of easier to go here because then it makes it easy read. Because if he goes this way, boom, you hit the hitch. Oh, yeah, you hit the seam. Right? Now, if, I can just, get, if I can just talk about it from a defensive perspective, I mean. Go ahead. If they, I mean, quarterbacks, I know, in this, um, in the, in this uh, offense at least, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, like they need to key the safety and find out middle field, open middle field, close, right? Yes. Uh-huh. So you, you see at the snap that safety closes the middle of the field, the seams then should be an alert in your head as a as a quarterback, right? Um, so, you know, like they are showing too high, which is maybe why Stidham is like, oh, okay, seams are going to be covered. They're showing too high. The safeties are on top of the seams. Yeah. And okay, maybe he, maybe he's predetermining that. But, um, but, yeah, I agree with you, obviously. If, if this – this this turns into single high. There's more defenders underneath than over the top. Where if it was too high, there's less defenders underneath and more defenders over the top. And then Haas wide that that juke route is wide open. And it's, yeah. it's too high. Uh huh. And you're getting the juke route on the linebacker, but it's too high too. So exactly. But yeah. He, he's just he's just just it's just, it's just touchdown. I mean, I, he might get sacked anyways, but I'm still like a hitch throw. Hitch throw. <laughs> It's throw the save. He's gonna go get it. You know, anticipate that. Come on, Keelan Cole. Come on, Keelan yeah. Cole. It's a little bit on Keelan Cole too. You'll see on the backside too. Um, on this one, right? Because if he just goes that way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, he's coming back in. I mean, he is open if he had time. If Lester Cotton doesn't get beat here, you know. He's going to be on this one. Lester Cotton, he gets a quick swim move from 94. Bending at the waist. Gotta, gotta hate that. Gotta hate it. All right. This is, one, this is the, uh, the infamous uh, red zone one here. Now I couldn't find this, this exact names of these, but I I I know these routes. So we got a bow route, K 
Okay, which is you got they go basically they go inside and they round out the out route. And they like to play these end zones, right? They like to play the um, inline. Inline, that's what it's called. The inline uh, when they're in, in red zone, or especially in the goal line, they like to have these options for the back of the end zone. Okay, I love it. right, and then so you have the under right here, and then you have the in from Keelan Cole, right? And then of course I forgot to uh, draw that in, but you got the. Uh, they call it snow from Kenyon Drake. So he has an option to go this way or that way. And then you have a rat route, which is kind of a fake fade comeback, right, from Mac Hollins. Now, this place infamous because they showed, Matt Mellon showed um, Kenyon Drake being wide open, but the, the, it's more egregious one on this one. But we're, we're looking at the past concepts. We're not judging Jerry Stidham. We're not breaking down Jerry Stidham. We're looking at the concepts here, guys. So, break it down. Now you see the the, the in route. I'm sorry, the under route is kind of taking this linebacker with him, right? And opens up Kenyon Drake. Well, he could just throw it to Kenyon Drake, touchdown, easy. Yes, touchdown. He's not looking that way. He's trying to hit Tyron Johnson, which I don't know why he's doing that with it when the safety's over here, anyways. This is just I don't know why he went there. I don't know what he's looking at, in my opinion, but. Especially when you know the you know it's a bow. You know he's coming inside to the safety. But um he has Kenyon Drake here. He could have hit Kenyon Drake touchdown. But he's still staring at a um Tyron Johnson. But the more egregious one is Keenan Cole. Keelan I say see Keenan. Keelan Cole. It's just, it's just, so, but that's that's just the, the red zone concept itself. You kind of see how it gives so many levels to whoever the quarterback is, right? There's yeah, three yeah, levels. Yeah. I love that. You get there's the under, right? You can go to the under, right there, right? There's the under, there's the in, and there's the bottom. There's three levels. It's always right. like this. It's gonna be like that a lot. You could probably so, rifle that in if that's Foster Moreau. Just throw it. So yeah, that into the, on the under route right there, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have a contested catch. Exactly, or you can just throw it to Keenan Cole, who's Keelan. God damn it, I messed it up all to get Keelan Cole. Just throw it to him. He's wide open. He's that too. <laughs> or Kenyon Drake. So, so is Stidham a a diet Marcus Mariota refusing to pull the trigger and just running the ball in here? That's that's what it looks like. <laughs> Gosh, they're calling him Stidiota. That look, that would be it. Would be too easy to throw to Kenyon Drake here. Let me let me try to truck someone and jump in the end zone here, baby. Get it. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, this oh, okay. This is Indigo. Okay, so Indigo is dagger for yes. Uh, okay, got it. Yes, Indigo is dagger. Okay, now Indigo, of course, um, there's a lot to this too, this one as well. I mean, of course, not a lot, but they do like this play. Let's keep it real. So the dagger, right? Hit the daggers. It's, it's, it's a good play against too high too, and uh, quarters as well. So, and then you have the um, seam route, which of course against uh, too high, which this appears to be. He can turn this into a post route. Or he can keep running the scene. All right. And then, of course, you got the ZN on the other side. Okay. Now, let's run this one. Of course, you get the quarters right. You get the look. He's carrying this guy. And he's looking this way, which I still don't understand why he opened that side. I just, I just don't understand why you're opening to the side with the safety just creeping so close on the end. There's, there's nobody to like take away from the end, so it's not gonna be open just based on the quarters. Who is wide open is going to be is Tyron Johnson on the other side, which <laughs> is just you know, but you can, see, you can see how this puts pressure. So, when you get a team like the Chargers, you're gonna see stuff like this because it puts pressure on these safeties and these corners, right? Because this corner's not going with them. Of course, pizza players probably be a little smarter, but he's wide open. Yeah, he's got to squeeze out his corner. 
right? He's supposed to squeeze that. He's not squeezing it. So it might be a little different in an NFL game, but, you, you know, if it isn't, you want to be able to hit that. And yeah. of course he doesn't. So it gets Kenyon Drake's head taken off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks athletic, though. It's just, it's just, you know, if, if he's just been in the system three years, man, you know, this is this my thing. All right. So here's the uh, touchdown pass. Tin and joust. All right. Let me go back. You're going to see joust a lot. So this is another one, another, the, the part of the juke family. And then you got basically levels. 10 is basically levels, but they call it 10. So yeah. levels, uh, basically double ends, levels, and then you got it kind of like a rolling out route. It's kind of like a rolling kind of corner, quick corner. <laughs> it's not, it's like an out route, but it's like a quick corner. Black corner. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, basically. And they, uh, then you have the juke inside from Keenan Cole. Keelan Cole. If I cannot say his name today. Here we go. Boom. All right. So, I mean, he could have went to Cole on this one, which, you know, he opened up to the side. He could have went there, but he, he didn't like it. I, I think he, he might have been trying to hold this linebacker, maybe. Yeah. Right? And then, this is a nice throw by Mullins. Nice anticipation right there. Ugh. Right down on money. What a finish, DJ Turner. All right. Let's check out the wrap by DJ Turner here. Get inside. Get that inside leverage. Outside leverage. Well, the guy has outside leverage. I don't, know, I don't know why he has outside leverage like that anyways. It's weird. This is, uh, this is an example of just trust the routes. Mullins can do it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just trusting the route. So that's a little bit of the passing concepts. I thought he went a little bit more in the bag. Um, this game was very simple. The game before, I thought he, you know, tried. I tried to actually beat the quarters, right? Yeah, he tried to beat quarters a lot. And um, the I, the red zone stuff is really cool. That's why I like the red zone. It gives a lot of options uh, for the quarterback um, to throw touchdowns. And you know, you know, high level things because you, you know if you're looking low, right, you can look up and you can hit somebody in the back of the end zone, right? You could you could do those things. That's Tom Brady used to do all the time. You guys remember Tom Brady hitting them uh, those back of the end zone throws? I mean, that's where that comes from. It's Tom doing that. So, any thoughts from you, BD? Thoughts? So, um, okay, yeah. I mean, we have a couple thoughts. You didn't go over them. Are you going to plan on um, going a little bit more in depth on the offensive line on another video? Maybe, or can we yeah. talk about um, this Munford versus Leatherwood debate? Can we talk about that or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah we can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so when I watched the broadcast, okay, Munford started. Obviously, it caused a lot of a, a commotion um, when that happened, and I was watching the broadcast. And- and I was like, okay, Munford, he seems like he's playing okay. And then it got into it, and he just started giving up a couple sacks, at least two sacks that I saw, right? Um, I, might be, I might be wrong about that, but I'm just going off the broadcast uh, for Munford yeah. there. Um, so I thought that he definitely looked shaky out there. Um, and then when Leatherwood came in, granted Leatherwood was playing against like threes, okay? Um, but I was seeing him, first of all, move people. And the, the offensive line wasn't getting any push when Leatherwood wasn't out there. So I saw him start moving people. And you've already talked about his, his how he's the best option as a run blocker at right tackle. I think everyone's everyone knows that. Everyone understands that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like when it, when we're looking at Thayer Mumford, like what is the path for him starting um, over Leatherwood? Is there a path for him to start? I mean, I don't think so. Um, I don't think there's there's a path him to start over Leatherwood um, because I don't feel like that he would be ready to play week one in the NFL. And I don't think that's a, uh, even an option at this point. I don't think that's even a thing. Uh, Cause I mean, he, he would get help. And there, I mean, there's a couple times where he was getting beat around the corner, like a lot. And I mean, like they're cross chopping him and, and cornering to the quarterback, um, you know, Leatherwood did give, did give up one pressure that, you know, um, 
on a deep ball that from uh, Nick Mullins where he kind of got beat around the corner too. Uh, but the run game is where Leatherwood is really good. I mean, at this point, I mean, he was really good in the Jacksonville game. He was really good. I mean, this past game, he, he you know, showed, showed a lot. I mean, there's a couple of plays where he tripped over somebody, you know, people were kind of trying to say that he fought, fell on the ground or something. He got knocked over, but he tripped. Um, it, th- th- so a couple of things like that, but you know, it's, it's, it's just not something that you want Mumford to throw out there unless there's injuries. You don't want Mumford out there unless there's, some problems maybe like next year or something like that or maybe some other time or anything like that if they don't feel like that maybe Leatherwood is not playing well and they want to play Mumford later on maybe but I don't think it's somebody that you just throw out there week one I don't think he's ready I don't think he's ready for prime time football and people say well Leatherwood's not ready for prime time football well I mean he's already played in the NFL for a whole year and he played guard solid I don't know like he wasn't bad at guard it wasn't something you know, and pass protection is never going to be, might not be his thing. And, you know, at this point, I kind of feel like it's not going to be a strong point. Maybe it gets better going to year three. But right now, it's not going to be a strong point this year. It's not going to just magically just become, just take a step where he's going to be an awesome pass protector. So, I mean, he's probably going to be below average as a pass protector, to be honest. So, um, you got you have to look at it that way is what do you want to do with him? And what do you want from your right tackle? And I think that if you have a right tackle that can run block and then you could help him out, I think you can get away with that. I was talking on the radio that, uh, uh, that he, I mean, you could treat him like a rookie too. And, you know, chip and, and if you feel like he's starting to play better, you take the wheels off. So I don't know. Training wheels. Um, my initial gut reaction about this is, you know, you're, we're going to be seeing some really good defensive lines. We're going to be seeing, I mean, Chargers, we talk, keep on talking about Bosa, but also they got Khalil Mack over there. Mm-hmm. And I think they got Randy Gregory, too. Okay. That's, that's Denver. Okay, Denver got Randy Gregory. Okay, yeah. So Denver has Randy Gregory, Gregory I think Bradley Chubb. You mm-hmm. know, um, there, there's some there's some really good defensive lines in this division. How how do you how do you slow those guys, those guys down by running the ball? Right? You run right at them. Okay, and you just run at them, run at them, run at them. If they make run stops, okay, great. That's better than them teeing off on Derek Carr, right? So, you know, you want to slow those guys down a little bit. We saw John Gruden a couple years back against the Bears have a brilliant game plan for Khalil Mack that literally just involved running the ball at him, chipping and all this stuff, and they completely took Khalil Mack out of the game, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, not saying like obviously doing that with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, you know, Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb. That's easier said than done. Okay, but you have a chance if you're a great run blocking team to slow those guys down. If you can't even run the ball, you really have no chance. So that's my gut reaction. You put the best run blocker out there. Um, And so how about this? What if Leatherwood gets a start at left guard and then Illuminor starts at right tackle or vice versa? I mean, that's what I would do. So, yeah. Because Cotton, you showed, struggled a little bit. I think pad level seems a bit too high. There's mm-hmm. some of the mental things that you talked about last time. I think these yeah. things are creeping up on, mm-hmm. on Lester Cotton. Got to get that. Got to get his pad level down. Got to get his technique situated. I think him coming in at some point and, you know, playing some time, if there's injuries at guard, wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But I don't think he doesn't look like a starter, at least. What about Parham? What did you see from him? I think Parham is having issues with, I mean, the play thing issues is, is his main problem. I, I think he's holding up in pass protection and stuff like that. He's not having a problem against the pass. It's just like against the run, getting off the ball and, and um, you know, getting some, some movement from you know his blocks i think that's kind of the his thing right now and i was thinking a little bit in college he wasn't able to he was playing against logan hall and wasn't able to get too much movement against him and logan hall was like 270 pounds soaking wet playing defense tackle so um pass pro is fine i I just think that you know the the run game and he's got to get stronger um to play inside effectively in the nfl i think he's he's still got he's still got some strength to add on i think got it 
All right, so the book, the book obviously, Parham's a rookie, so we don't have to write a book on him. Mumford, too. He's a rookie. So mm-hmm. these guys can certainly, they have a lot of room for improvement, and they're young in their careers. It's getting to that point, though, where we, where we got to see it from Leatherwood. You know, we, ha- we yeah. have to see it. So yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be out there because we gotta see it. I, I would just I would just say like I wouldn't expect to see it in pass protection this year. I mean, maybe next year. I just I don't think it's that. I don't, <laughs> it's a, maybe later on in the year he takes the step in pass protection, but um, it's not gonna get better anytime soon. But I don't I don't know who would be better than him right now. Run blocking. So that's that's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, that's kind of going in depth into the minds of a NFL GM. You got to make these tough decisions, you know, like there's pros and cons to all these things. And for the guys who are coming up and starting lineup, obviously there's tons of pros and cons. They're doing every single combination that you could think of on the offensive line right now. So they got to weigh those things. And I'm, I'm glad that they're actually attempting and not just, you know, saying, oh, this is the plan, we're going to stick to it. So I, I appreciate seeing that as a fan. All right, anything else that you want to talk about on offense before I jump into the defense, bro? Uh, no, man. I, I think we're good. Just uh, one of those passing concepts. Um, that's about it, man. All right. So let's, let's jump into the defense here. We're going to talk about run defense, you know. Uh, a lot of people are getting worried about it. Run defense, is it a problem? Well, let's talk about it here, okay? So, if you remember watching the broadcast, Raiders came out with their ones, and they were in a lot of big base, that five defensive linemen, two linebacker look, and they were doing a great job stopping the run. And then later on in the game, what Minnesota did to counteract that was they got out of base personnel, out of 21 personnel and 12 personnel. They started putting 11 personnel in the game. And obviously Patrick Graham thinks, oh, they must be passing the ball. They're not coming out with a fullback or two tight ends. So he sends in his nickel front. Okay. And first thing, what does he do? He calls a stunt. This is this guy, Amosa, Tagovailoa Amosa over here. Okay, and he's executing a stunt. He's going to loop around here. This is a pass rushing play right here. They're rushing the passer. They're not even thinking. Oh, they came out on 11 personnel. Let's stop the run. So you see the defensive tackle here and V-gap just completely bail out of there and start looping around. And this is I wouldn't call this a pirate stunt because it's the wrong side of the formation. Usually a pirate stunt would be three technique into A-gap. Defensive end to the call side, slants hard to the, to the outside shade of the tackle. Maybe he swims inside B-gap. And then the nose would be the guy who loops around. So this is on the opposite side. So I'm not quite sure. I actually haven't seen this be ever run in the NFL. And I think that's a potential that this is even a blown call. Um, and certainly you want Tagovailoa to play the run here first before he gets into his loop. And he was so, you know, ready. To get into that loop, he just bails out of his gap, and now we have a big problem here. Huge lane opens up, but again, they're rushing the passer. This is not—they're not even attempting to stop the run here, so they got caught off guard. Okay, so they try to settle down, and then we're calling stunts, but they get caught. They're still in nickel here. Okay, who's ninety-three? That is uh, Farrell, right? Mm-hmm. And Butler here, Vernon Butler. He just got cut. Um, so yeah, we'll just see these guys. Uh, Vernon Butler here, six foot four, three hundred thirty pound guy, one on one, just getting torqued out of the hole, <laughs> tossed to the side by this guard. Yink! Get out of there, right? Uh, so that's a problem. Uh, the other problem is we got our linebackers. Remember, this is a downhill run fit scheme. Got to come downhill and get these guys off the double. So we got you know these guys really climbing to the second level. Getting into the linebacker's lap, 63, 67, they're in the linebacker's lap. These linebackers got to contact these guys and collision these guys much closer to the line of scrimmage. So, you know, again, this being Masterson and Kenny Young out here, neither of whom are even locks to make this roster. Maybe one of them does. Uh, but, um, not Kenny Oh, Young. that's oh, 50, is that 58? Yeah. 
58 is Butler. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay, Butler, Butler, sorry. Uh, 58, so Butler, yeah, I mean, but you see him, again, this is passive, and we got to be we got to be more physical downhill playing this run uh, game right here. Um, so that's another problem, okay? So here's another one. Um, the run game. They're running right here, right into the B-gap. Okay, and we got a we got a 330 pound defensive tackle here, so we should be good. They're running right at B gap. Watch, he's two yards inside the hash. Vernon Butler, 67, gets under his pads, shoves him three, four, five yards outside of the hash. Oh my God, are you kidding me? Do you guys think that for a second Jonathan Hankins is going to allow this to happen? No way. Okay, this is disgusting. There's a reason why this guy got cut. Goodbye. Okay. That's not good enough. Not even close. Okay. And then again, linebackers, are they crashing? Are they coming downhill or are they waiting? They're sitting back here. Okay. Masterson dancing around these blocks. Okay. You got to come up hard now. Don't let these guys get double teamed. These linebackers are not doing these defensive tackles, any giving them any help because they're not coming towards the line of scrimmage and they're allowing 65 now to help out and shove this three technique all the way out. Okay, so got to come downhill more. And we're going to see that from these linebackers, Perryman, Diablo. We already saw that in the first game. Jayon Brown knows how to play in this scheme. Okay, so they get back into their big base, five defensive linemen. Okay, um, one, uh, there's only one linebacker in it looks like. Oh, I'm sorry. This this is a different iteration. So four defensive linemen, but three Three defensive tackles, only one defensive end, and then this, this is a linebacker on the line of scrimmage, but still kind of like that big base alignment here. Um, Farrell and Butler, they have, they do a really poor job right here. I think Farrell, he's really struggled with his pad level. We see him, he's the tallest guy out there, and we wanted him to be lower. Okay, so his pad level is way too high. Um, and then we also get Vernon Butler. He gets reached by this tackle right here, so we, we – We've already put our linebackers in a bad spot. Um, and then we see Masterson here. Instead of sh coming up, playing downhill, hitting this guy, because we look look at our front side. This is Bauer, Tashawn Bauer. Great job. Lockout. This is uh, Matthew Butler. Great job. One-on-one, -on -one, detach, right? But we need the linebacker with his hat on this side, Okay. And instead, Masterson tries to dance around it, and we get a big gap right here. Can't do that. Okay, so a lot of this is linebackers just not fitting the run right. Okay. Um, here's another example here. A, a big base look. Five defensive linemen, two linebackers. Okay, and this is Jerry Green, who just got cut. Notice he's one-on-one, -on -one, not with just any tight end, but like the second tight end. He's, this guy's wearing number 40. He's not even going to make the team, probably. Okay? This is a practice squad player, guaranteed. And you see Jerry Green here just get completely washed down the line, not setting the edge at all. There's no edge, right? Uh, you think Max Crosby's going to be letting this happen? You think Chandler Jones is going to be letting this happen? Okay? We're, we're worrying about the run game, and we're worrying about guys who are not even making the team. Who are you know making these mistakes here? One guy I want to shout out, Tyler Lancaster. I saw him do this a couple times throughout the game. Um, don't be surprised to see him. Him, he, he has a chance to make the team. I'm not saying he's a lock. He's got a chance to make this team. You see him here, detach. Okay, look at him. Gets his head. Look, pad level is great. He's underneath number 64. He's raising him up onto his onto his heels. Gets locked out. Look, he's finding the ball carrier here. Oh, he's going inside. Nope. Going back outside. Detach. If there's an edge right here, right, he's done his job. He's making a tackle in the hole. There's no edge. He's like, wait a minute. I should wait. Where's the edge? Right? So that's actually a good job by Lancaster, but there's no edge presence. Okay, so that's a problem. All right, here's another one. Raiders got into this look quite a bit. They like to get into cover one, obviously. Uh, we're going to see tons of cover one. Uh, this is a cover two, cover one scheme in the back end. And when they want to play man coverage, they want to get in the box, they're going to get into this cover one. And when you get a bunch, one, two, three receivers, okay, and you're playing cover one, uh, one rat, one lurk, where this safety has this tight end, this nickel has this wide receiver, 
this corner has this wide receiver. They're all three guys on the same side of the field. Okay. And what's happening now, watch these linebackers. Okay. Watch these linebackers. They're slinging the fit, meaning 58 is a force player. 59, okay, is going to be an A-gap player. And then 33, Teamer, he's actually a B-gap player. He's an inside player here. Okay, so he's got to be a little stronger against the run right here, especially when 82 comes in. He's got to fit inside of 82. Okay, so there's a couple problems that go wrong here, and I think it's just related to how they do have to make an adjustment. And I think that the linebackers get the call, but the safety does not get that call in. Okay, so that's one problem here on this play. And then the other problem I would say on this play um, is Malcolm Kuntz going way out here, and now we have one, two open gaps when Malcolm Kuntz needs to play this a lot stronger and wash this tight end down and be on the outside of this tight end. Teamer needs to be on the inside of this tight end. They're both on the outside of this tight end, which allows a cutback lane and a five-yard gain in the red zone. So, um, so yeah, and then here's, here's another one. I guess I just wanted to show, show Vernon Butler starting two yards inside the hash, and then one-on-one -on -one just getting washed all the way across the field. There's a reason why he's not on the team anymore, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, now let's get into Amig Robertson. I think Amig Robertson did not help himself at all. He ex struggled extremely in this game. Not a single really good rep. Um, certainly not when targeted. Um, so let's go through this. Raiders are in a little, uh, in a different look right here. This is called two sky where they're playing invert cover two to the bottom of the field. And they're going to play cover two at the top. I like this when you want to disguise that you're in single high pre-snap single high. And then post snap turns into a two high look uh, with this now with the corner being a deep half player to sky to the bottom of the field or to invert, whatever you want to call it. The problem here is Amig Robertson. Amig Robertson, he's the nickel to the passing strength in cover two. He's a hook player. He's still got the vertical hook. And really his landmark is going to be two to three yards inside the hash. Okay. And he just completely jumps. I, I I have no idea what he's looking at. There's no screen. There's no bubble. There's no quick hitch. He's just jumping out here, abandoning his landmark. Oh, and wouldn't you know it, someone just gets thrown the ball right there. Incredible job by Jayon Brown to push to the uh, opposite hash and then make that tackle. Like he had no, he really had no business even being there. If he played it out, the way, you know, he's down on, uh, you know, on his landmark outside the hash. He doesn't even make that tackle. I mean, this is even a bigger play. So, J.R. Brown saved this from being a huge play, in my opinion. Amik Robertson, what are you doing? There is, this makes no sense. He's, and we're going to see this. He's pressing so hard to make a play. He's forgetting that the best way for him to make this team is just by being great with his technique and not giving up, you know, blown plays, not blowing things. Uh, I think we're going to get into a similar look here, um, but this is definitely another blown play. I talked about this when, uh, for the TDL members when I broke down the first half of the game. Um, I, th I believe they're getting into another two high, two sky look here, where the safety is the underneath curl flat player, and the corner now needs to be that deep half player. Um, and I believe that they're doing that because it's, uh, the corner on this side of the field, he's he's playing um, hard here, and the safety's getting over the top. Either way. We got a guy running straight down the field. This is a touchdown. This is a huge play. Amik Robertson is just letting that fly right by because he's covering grass. He's really not covering anyone at all at this play. Um, so regardless, if this is cover three, if this is cover two, we know they're in zone. Neither of these guys underneath are playing any kind of man coverage. He needs to stay on top and be in a place where he can overlap on top of the seam. And he's not in that position. Okay. So luckily for him, they threw the ball underneath. Like if you're here as a, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. This, uh, this quarterback definitely um, is kicking himself after seeing that one. All right. So here's another one. Meek Robertson getting way too antsy here. Okay. Um, I don't think that this guy gave him that much for him to be jumping <laughs> out right here. Okay. <laughs> Um, and bottom line, 
if you do want to do that, just widen your feet. Don't cross over because then you're going to be in a bad position if you have to come back. So uh, I don't like the fact that he broke on this when um, he just got a, a little, not even, I mean, barely a jab step. I mean, it was just, it's just, it's, it's not even a jab step. It's just selling fade and he's jumping out there. Uh, so again, another inexplicable call right there. I mean, the Raiders are in a five man rush, so they don't have a low hole defender in cover one. This is a blitz. Um, and so the middle of the field is going to be wide open, especially against the play action. So, which is why you need to, you know, you can't, you can't just let things run by you across the middle right there. Right. So, uh, Mika Robertson got to do a better job right there. And then this one, he did get targeted on. Okay, I'm, I'm going to let it run. He gets a motion across the field. He gets targeted. And um, he ends up kind of giving up. Our, um, he, he ends up getting bailed out here. Um, but one thing that I really don't like about this play is that when the wide receiver breaks it out, Amika Robertson, he breaks. That's fine. But look where his eyes are. His eyes are in the backfield. He's, he's taking his eyes off his wide receiver. He's peeking into the backfield. He's looking at the quarterback, okay? Instead of looking at the man, you can't look at the quarterback when you have this much space. You've got to put your head on the guy and drive through the man. And he's kind of late seeing that it's a double move. He does just enough to contact this guy to, like, throw off the timing of it. But you think if uh, Justin, if this is Justin Jefferson, he gets away with this? I doubt it. <laughs> no. Right? I mean, Kirk Cutting still might miss it, but. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, bottom line, even on the play where he, um, you know, got targeted and he, and he didn't give up that touchdown, there's still scheme pro- or technique problems, right, from him. So, that's my concern about me. Robinson didn't see much good from him. I do strongly think this guy's on the bubble. Where is he viable, right? <sighs> Um. Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, the run game just like the, those two guys got cut. So, I mean, we did not talk about that that much. Just so both those guys you really showed got cut. The first two picks, the first two uh, plays. Yeah. Um, I mean, besides the linebackers, I don't know how much those linebackers are going to play either. I know Darian Butler's a fan favorite right now. Um, but I, I didn't like his tape on playing linebacker either, especially coming downhill. Yeah, I, I didn't like that when I watched him either. Got to come downhill. Got to come downhill. Got to come downhill and you know, play some gaps and stuff like that. I thought, like, from the first game, I thought, you know, uh, Farrell was, like, you know, did his job and holding up and getting some penetration. You know, it's like a defensive tackle should. And it doesn't always have to be, like, look like Aaron Donald, you know what I mean? Um, and no, nobody was coming and filling. So I thought that was a big issue, too, in the first game as well. So, um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know about Meek after that. Game. I don't know. I don't know. We got some. We got some time left. We got two games left. But uh, you know, he didn't help himself. He didn't help himself. Didn't help you himself. know, yeah, did not help himself yeah. at all. At all, he didn't help himself. Um, I thought, I, you know, I thought Deshaun Bowers is looks like somebody that has a chance to sneak on this team. But he's yes. playing, looking real solid. Um, yes, Deshaun Bower uh, for sure. I was my yeah. sleeper from the beginning, so go ahead and uh, I like him. Uh, you know, I, I think that somebody if, if you get down to your fifth guy, <laughs> Sean Bowers is a good, yeah. good guy to have, right? I like the Sean Bauer on this team because I think that with his size and his strength, I think that if you needed to slide him down to play that five technique in the big base inside of Max Crosby or Chandler Jones, you could do that with him. Yeah, Clint Clint mm-hmm. too. Gives you a little bit of flexibility if you want to get into that on your roster, right? Um, obviously, Malcolm Clint's there's only one spot that he could play, right? So you don't have that flexibility there. You want to see Malcolm Clint on the team because he adds that speed element potentially if, if he keeps on improving. But uh, at least there's some position flexibility with Deshaun Bauer, strong player. I would like to see him go up against better competition because he has some really good games for sure. Yeah. Um... Any anybody else uh, stand out to you? Anybody? Any thoughts? Some yeah, guys uh, Sam Webb. Sam Webb, undrafted free agent. He had a good game. I like I like Sam Webb. He's got the length, you know, out there corner. He has some good movement skills. Playing the playing the catch point really well. He helped himself a lot, 
a lot in these last two games. Um, if he makes the roster, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, he's one of my sleepers too because I thought he had, he looked good at camp. So um, I thought he's like when they, this second and third teams, he was definitely a standout. Looks like he was better than that. He had a really good rep um, on a, on an out route. Looked like he had, had some good change of direction skills, good transitions. So uh, yeah, 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 he has some good reps, man. Good reps. Yeah, but uh, so we're down one. We got one preseason game left. Yeah, we got we got two we got two preseason games left here before we get some real real uh, breakdowns. Besides, just you know, trying to you know people want to fight over Leatherwood or Mumford. Right, already taking a side. Yeah, we got a Mumford Hive already. A Mumford Hive. Uh, Mumford Hive. It's it's alive. (laughs) It's real. It's a real thing out there. Shocked. Shocked. Yeah, we got Leatherwood Hate Club. Yeah, I I didn't know that. Strange. He's become the new Derek Carr. Strange, strange behavior. Strange behavior. <laughs> He's the new Derek Carr. I guess so. All right, whatever. I used to talk about the offense. Could you couldn't like talk about the offense? The offense was Derek Carr. He was a run game. He was the everything. Yeah. He was everything. I guess. And I just talked about the offensive line. Alex Leatherwood was. He's the offensive line. Alex Leatherwood is the Raiders' offensive line. That's what I learned. Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. <laughs> well, I, I got I got to run. My uh, okay. my son's up. He's he's crying in the background. So I got I got to run, guys. Holla at you, the Raider Nation. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Take don't lie, don't channel. Yeah, make sure you hit up that Panda supplements, thirty five percent off. You know, uh, look look at Marcus. Look at look at look at him. He looks so healthy right now. I'm, I'm about to get that. Okay, I'm about to, I got to get some of that Panda subs. So make sure make sure you support the channel by doing that. We uh, we appreciate all the premium uh, members. Hope you guys uh, like some of the content that we're putting out for you too, as well. That's just for the that's just for the premium members. Uh, so if you are if you're interested in that, go to our YouTube channel. You can there's different tiers that you can sign up and maybe you know get some extra perks on TDL. So make sure you hit up that as well. That's it for me, Raider Nation. Peace. I'll let you.